Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Business Boys, episode 62B, because it's our second time running through, because Zoom fucked us. Uh, you know, I got this brand new spanking fucking internet, but, uh, you know, God forbid, Zoom fucking works on it. So here we are. We're recording on back on Audacity, who's usually pretty, pretty uh, reliable. We got uh, fucking uh, FaceTime going so I can see Spencer's beautiful face. And obviously he's with me as always. How are you doing, man? Yep, doing great. Off of Zoom, back on FaceTime in my natural element. Drinking a nice cold Stiegel Austrian beer. Uh, putting some hair on my chest. And Milch, Milch Stiegel. Yeah, Milch Stiegel. Uh, how are you doing? Good. As you already know, I have a gin tonic. It feels kind of weird repeating this, but I, I like the people to know that I'm drinking it out of this beautiful Pink Floyd beer glass you got me. Mm, great. Come and watch the pretty lights, Psychedelic Mania, at the Palace Theater in Manchester, Saturday, December 31st, 1966. Yeah, like $2 tickets or something. Those were the days. Oh, yeah. No, no actually, 10 p.m. till dawn. Admission, one pound. <laughs> Oh, how the times have changed. They have, they have. Um, speaking of the times of changing, um, <laughs> Kanye West running, apparently, for president. He said, uh, he did come out and say if it wasn't for Donald Trump, he'd be running as a Republican, but he's going to run independently. We'll see if he's for real or not. Uh, Elon Musk apparently deleted a tweet about it and then said he supports him. Which, like, cool. Um, yeah, pretty insane. Um, but I guess we've seen some pretty insane things happen. So um, <laughs> maybe he'll win. <laughs> um, yeah, he was a big Trump supporter um, until recently, I'm pretty sure. I remember him always wearing the, the MAGA hat. I, I Definitely a Republican. And I know him and Elon are, are good buddies. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's no way he's actually going to run. This is all just like Kanye speak. Again, yeah. I think he's already kind of already dropped out. Before Did you know? <laughs> yeah, got it going. Did you know is the Yeezy brand is valued apparently over $2 billion, which I, I find ridiculous because I literally don't know anyone who wears any of that shoes, apparel. Yeah, didn't Gap uh, Inc. deal with them? I have no idea. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure there it was. I'm pretty sure it was Gap. Uh, correct me if I'm getting that wrong, guys, but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gap uh, inked an exclusive deal with them. And, and same with his wife. Like, Kim Kardashian's brand just got valued at, like, a billion. I forget who just inked her. Like, yeah, but these valuations, like, you know, they're private companies. Who knows how they're actually coming up with them? Yeah, exactly. Crazy. But, yeah, um, rich as fuck. The other Kanye news, he, he kind of came under fire for collecting um, the, the PPP payment. Uh, but he said he saved over a hundred jobs. He collected over two hundred two million dollars. Uh, I like you know that's not really supposed to be for him, as people are saying. But I, I mean, I don't know. And then he also like a while ago, I think in early June, he gave like two million dollars of his own personal money to like the families of George Floyd and uh, a bunch of other people who have been affected lately. Um, so yeah, he's kind of all over the map as he as he usually is. 
Some of the firms applying for the PPP loan was like ridiculous. They just did not need it. But you know, they're going to take advantage of the loophole. We might have touched on this already. Yeah, we kind of talked about um, the burger company that we like there. Shake Shack gave it back, right? But yeah, Shake Shack. Gave it a back lot of firms, a lot of firms, just like investment firms, took it when they did not need it. Because why not? If you can get it, pretty pretty big bullshit. Yo, by the way, just quickly, man. I, uh, you know, I find that as I'm getting older, I'm generally pretty useless around the house in terms of fixing stuff slash upgrading various appliances, cabinets. Uh, but, you know, I fixed my guitar by myself, uh, of course, with help of YouTube and Google. Um, I had to change some things on my cabinets, uh, the handles. Man, you know, I'm feeling like a man now. I'm I'm getting older. I'm getting better with this shit. I'm not just the guy who sits in front of a computer. I feel like my dick got a little bit bigger after all this. <laughs> um, I don't know. How, how are you coming with your in your quest of becoming more handy and toolsy, if those are well, even words? Last year, my fridge broke, and I was in no position to buy a new fridge. So I Googled how to fix it. And, like, honestly, it was, like, the easier way to fix it. Like, there was two ways, like depending on how broken it was but like mine was the easier way but I still fixed it I had to unscrew stuff and fix stuff and I fixed it and I'll tell you man I felt pretty freaking manly yeah um, yeah so I love fixing stuff but still I still got a still got a ways to go it's all but, same uh, here you know it's just, as long as we got Google and, and, and YouTube and all that stuff like there's a will there's a way yeah, it's a challenge man and you put some music on, you know, on a nice Saturday morning, some coffee brewing. Uh, you know, it's it's not that bad. It's a little challenge for yourself. Mm. Um, what else we got in the little jargon news? We were, we were talking briefly before about Cheetos Mac and Cheese. You sent me that link this week. Looks absolutely delicious. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Big fan of Kraft Heinz Mac and Cheese. Uh, serious competition coming in the mac, in mac and cheese game. Huge fan of Cheetos. Love the crunchy Cheetos, uh, especially jalapeno flavor. Pretty spicy. They're delicious. Yeah, in, the, in the states, they call them hot Cheetos, and they some uh, uh, and what was it in San Fran? They the Mexicans they squirt some lemon, uh, lime on top mm. and serve it in a plate. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see if they put. If, if it's going to be um, like crunchy cheese in the mac and cheese, like giving it the taste that it's like, uh, I forget the name again, when you put cheese and you put it in the oven. Au gratin. Au gratin. Au gratin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm um, curious. I, if there's a crunch, if they add a new texture in there, that's going to be some, uh, some interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, the snack division of, uh, of Pepsi is the parent company of Cheetos. The snack division kind of carrying it through the pandemic right now. You know, Quaker Oats, everyone loading up on the cereal and uh, granola bars, shit like that. While the uh, beverage division takes a little bit of a, a backseat, obviously with uh, bars closed and uh, arenas and, and stuff like that. Closed stadiums, no concerts. So, uh, yeah, can't wait for Cheetos Mac and Cheese and uh, Kraft Heinz. You better better look out. Step mm-hmm. your game up. Definitely have to try I'm, them out. Yeah. KD's gotten worse as I've gotten older. You know, it's smaller. It's just not as good as it used to be. Yeah. Are you a lot of milk in your KD or a lesser amount of milk in your KD? No, that's like some... I'm pretty knowledgeable in terms of uh, how to make 
the perfect KD, you always just like a dash of milk, like a small, yeah. small amount. And you want to put like a good amount of butter. Yeah, of course. And you put the butter in first. You mix that in. Then you put the cheese and then just a splash of milk. You almost don't even need it. Yeah, it's just, so, it's just to get rid of the, like, just to finish it, the texture. But you want the, like, you know when people make the mac and cheese and it's like, it's like fucking soup or like cereal. And it's like, no, I need the cheese on the noodles. So I don't want to drink it after. <laughs> yeah, no, you, don't, you definitely don't want any liquid in the mac and cheese. Or as yeah, little as sure. possible. Um, and other Yargen news, uh, the Washington Redskins, after years and years and years of, um, you know, backlash, have decided that they're going to change their team name. Um, and apparently they're having trouble because some guy bought up like a bunch of like the trademark for like the red, like, oh, genius. The, like the red tigers or the red bears or in the, like a bunch of shit like that. So I don't know. Uh, what they'll go for. Like, I don't know. Maybe they should just do a full rebrand, change it, fucking everything. Maybe not even go red. I don't even know what, like... I think they should keep the... I like those colors. The dark, uh, the dark, is it maroon or is it, you know? Yeah, it's kind of A little gold in there. Yeah. What are some of the front runners? I know you could bet on the name. And uh, given the lack of sports, I can't believe I haven't bet on that yet. There's something like it's red. Is it red tigers? It's like a World War II reference. What is it? Red tails? Oh, maybe yeah. Because it's Washington D.C. Right? Obviously not the not the state. Uh, for those non-football fans that are listening, but the red red wolves. Yeah, there's the red wolves. But the guy bought that. That guy bought it. It's like Taco in the league. They'll, they'll just pay him, you know, like a million bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be down for the Washington Generals, like uh, the Replacements movie. So good. Or the Washington Trumps. The Trumps. Oh, boy. Or the Washington Warriors. That was one in contention. I think that has yeah. a good ring to it. Yeah, but it's just so, like, it's, it's not football-y, you know? Hmm. Need something a little more rugged. Either way, they're going to be dog shit next year, so. Yeah, they suck ass. Who cares? Um, yeah, you want to jump into some, uh, some other business news? Yo, first, like, what's, like, all the sports leagues are starting up soon. Well, I haven't done any fantasy football research whatsoever, and... I don't know if we're gonna have to. Are we gonna have to? Like... <laughs> I mean, how much research do you usually do anyways? Like, like, a few, like, a few quick mock drafts and, like, uh, you know... I watch a few it, videos. Yeah, that's it. You don't need, uh, look at the rankings, yeah. Um, I... Well, like baseball is supposed to start in a week, and then the the basketball bubble starts, you know, end of they're, or August first or July thirtieth. Yeah, they're, they're hockey. In the, they're in the bubble, man. Yeah, but players are like, some players are opting out. I know, like Russell Westbrook just tested positive. Your favorite yeah. player. So, <laughs> like, I'm. I guess they're gonna happen, but it's gonna be a fucking mess. I think. Like, we might have a game where, like... Like, what if the Lakers are playing LeBron and AD, like, test positive and can't play? Yeah, but they're in the bubble, bro. <laughs> so what, man? What do you think? Is the movie Bubble Boy and nothing can happen? It's the moops. No, I don't know, man, but... I uh, mean, F1 has started back, and it's been two weeks, no problem, so... Yeah, but they're in fucking cars. Like, they're already... I know, they're not... They don't have hands on each other on the court, sweating on each other. 
Haven't heard much from Rudy Gobert, eh, lately? <laughs> <laughs> Is he playing? I don't know. I imagine uh, so. Like, he's a good player, though. Did they make it even? I don't remember. Oh, the Yaz? So. Yo, the Yaz are always the Yaz like... are good, yeah. They're always like that 5 through 8 team that plays good D. I like the Yaz. Anyways, yeah. I fucking talk. hope it happens. Um... Yeah, let's start it off. We mentioned uh, last podcast about Facebook and a bunch of companies who advertise on the platform boycotting it. Um, Anyways, they met with Zuck and Cheryl, and I'm pretty sure uh, Chris Cox was there too, Facebook executive. Uh, Supposedly, um, the boycotters brought up like a uh, 10 demand list uh, for Facebook. Kind of like they wanted like a C-suite civil rights executive, uh, some of the civil rights background. And uh, Facebook kind of sort of agreed with that. They didn't want it at the top executive level. They wanted like third-party audits uh, for identity-based hate and information, prohibiting calls to violence from politicians. So a bunch of demands and and pretty much they walked away from the meeting pretty unimpressed. Um they said Facebook made no firm commitments on any of the 10 demands and Zuckerberg kind of held his ground and said, uh, we won't change our policies and they'll be back. <laughs> so it was kind of a, a, a good old fashioned Mexican standoff right now. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it is a small percentage of Facebook's revenue, as I said, uh, Facebook and especially Instagram and WhatsApp even too now, but mainly Instagram just so powerful for uh, advertisers. So, uh, we'll wait and see for now if, if they'll be back in a few months or or if more will, will join the boycott. Uh, who, who really knows? But, uh, yeah, the meeting really did, did not go anywhere. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, he's been pretty firm on this. Like, it's not surprising, you know. He's been, been pretty firm that... Uh, Makes that it easier not... when it's like you're richer than everyone in the meeting. and Yeah, you can just tell them They kind of need you in a way. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, speaking of, of something Fucking else rich. ludicrous, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Like, uh, man, some of these these uh, CEOs and founders of these huge tech companies have been getting so rich during the pandemic and crazy tech stock rally. Jeff Bezos' net worth is insane now. Warren Buffett's just getting passed every day. He got passed by Elon Musk a few days ago, which is pretty crazy, man. I haven't. Like the Tesla stock is just going ludicrous. It's the most valuable automaker now. I think it's worth more than like the top six combined or something crazy. Dude, it was like six months ago or seven months ago that you were like, oh, te- Tesla's, we said it on the podcast, like Tesla's under 300 again. Like it's always guaranteed to go back over 300. Like a few days later, it goes under, like I'm a buy. And now it's at, I don't know what it ended today at, but it's fucking high. <laughs> it's like 15 or 16 i don't know what is it i mean we kind of ate shit for like two years we it did. did not it did nothing and then uh it's just like a good it's good lesson for everyone like if you believe in something and you like something like it, it doesn't happen overnight it, you might have to wait a few years and then it could fucking explode to honestly i love the company but this the price is too ridiculous for right now in my it's opinion a great, great life lesson though i don't want to sell ourselves yeah. on the life lesson yeah. there but uh, yeah they're at 1546 at the end of the day like 285 billion that's insane <laughs> oh man 
it always like happens like this in the market is people are slow to adapt or like discover things but then once they go jump on board it's like it's too much you know yeah like it should have been like a steady rise to like 900 not like flat 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 boom fomo <laughs> and, and analysts are just playing cash up they're so stupid and then I'm sure there was, I correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure there was a bunch of short sellers who had to sell back at massive losses. Yeah, but some of them are pretty resilient, man. They, they're like, they, they're doubling down and stuff. So I still think, I think that is a, a big catalyst, but it could still be a huge catalyst moving forward, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, we, we finally had Uber um, acquire a food delivery company. Uh, if you remember back uh, about a month ago, they were trying to acquire Grubhub, which ended up selling to Just Eat. Um, they acquired Postmates, which I, I haven't really heard of too much, in a $2.65 billion all-stock deal. Um, the consolidation in the, in the industry continues. And for Uber, which is getting smoked right now on their uh, ride-hailing business, you know, uh, the volume in food delivery is up like 100% year over year. Um, so yeah, boost their market share by around 8% from estimates I saw. And I think consolidations while being probably good for Uber, uh, maximize some synergies. I don't know if it's necessarily good for restaurants. Um, you have different companies bidding for your service. You're probably going to get better rates than just one or two of them. So Postmates, I'm looking right now. So uh, according to postmates.com, is they're the largest, most reliable on-demand delivery and pickup platform, able to deliver anything from anywhere. Postmates is the food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you can think of delivery app to bring you what you crave right to your door. So it looks like they 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 do obviously more than it's not just food delivery. They'll do groceries and like and alcohol. Alcohol. We need if you need some alcohol. Yes, I think they have a big presence in Vegas, so maybe they deliver like hookers too. Oh, uh, we don't know. Yeah, it might be in the fine print. I haven't read it yet. And yeah, it's just it's this this industry needs consolidation. I mean, all these companies are losing so much money. Um, so you combine your synergies. You don't need fucking ten food delivery platforms. It's true. And and it's not like it's not like people are using more than one. It's not like you know. It's like I have one. Like most people just have the one that they use. I think most people probably have, you know, the two or three big ones. I'd say most people have like Uber Eats and they have um, what's the big one? DoorDash. But why why have multiple? Like I guess well, certain like- things. Like I know I remember I was really pissed at Shake Shack for doing this. They switched from. Did they go exclusively with Grubhub or DoorDash? Like they switched off of Uber Eats and like multiple onto just one platform, right? Okay. So like McDonald's went the other way. They were exclusively on Uber Eats. Now they're on all the platforms, something like that. So these like DoorDash and Uber Eats will bid, you know, and, and compete to get these restaurants listed almost exclusively on their platform. Okay. Yeah, but even then, like I, I guess I don't, I don't order enough that like I'll. Yeah, like you can get it, you can get your fix on just one of them. Trust me. Yeah, yeah totes. Yeah, totes goes. But certain, if you if you carefully look, you'd be like, wait, I don't see any on here. They're, they'll be on another platform. Mm-hmm. Um, some other quick hitters here. Walmart 
has been pl- is planning to launch pretty soon, I believe. Sort of an Amazon Prime um, competitor, but not really. Uh, it'll be like 98 bucks a year. Uh, it's called Walmart Plus, very original. And I think the main like advantage is you can get same-day grocery delivery. Um, how effective that might be. I know people during the pandemic trying to get Walmart groceries online. They're like missing stuff in the order sometimes. It's kind of annoying. But uh, I do think Walmart kind of has a leg up over Amazon right now in groceries, even though Amazon acquired Whole Foods. Um, I just think Walmart's pretty dope for groceries, man. It's pretty cheap. You get, like, good stuff. They have great deals all the time. Like, it's, it's, like, the thing with Whole Foods is you get food, whereas Walmart, you get some pretty, like, like, in no world should you be able to buy, like, 12 chicken breasts (laughs) for, like, thirteen dollars and they're like the size of my fucking face like that's not (laughs) like like how like how is that possible but they do it and i buy it when i'm in the states because i'm a cheap fuck but and i also know i'm not doing it i'll do it for like two three weeks straight as opposed to forever but yeah you can get some pretty cheap shit there also with uh you know many stores they have the in-store pickup or quick returns it's a big advantage for some people but yeah, I mean, you get so much other stuff with Prime. I mean, uh, first of all, I think the reliability of the delivery network is excellent, second to none. So Walmart will have a long way to go there. But I don't know, also too, just getting like Amazon Prime, the uh, streaming service and stuff like that included, and it's just pretty hard to match that. Yeah. And, yeah, Disney World, uh, to the chagrin of Abigail Disney again, who literally her whole life's goal is to just criticize Bob Eager and the rest of Disney's management team. They have opened up their main park in Florida. And they did open up in Hong Kong, had to reclose it because of a spike in cases. So, uh, kind of, I don't know, like, Florida is having a pretty big case surge right now. But, uh, you know, I, I read a live blog on some guy going on the first day. I looked at some pictures. seems like they're doing their best to uh, keep it as clean as possible and uh, take all the precautions necessary. It's kind of at that point in the States right now where, you know, cases are surging, but they, they're going ahead. Like, things are opening up slowly. And it makes me question why we ever had a lockdown in the first place. It kind of worked in Canada. Um, it's been pretty tame here, compare comparably. But yeah. we also have very uh, we have very different healthcare systems, right? Um, like here, it's like you don't want to overburden the healthcare system. There's a whole. I've been I've been ranting about this too much lately to too many people. I'm not going to go off right now about like whatever my opinions <laughs> on it. But yeah, the, it's obvious that they're going to be surging ahead. Um, you know, obviously. With more younger people getting it and less older people getting it, the, the death rate goes down, the hospitalized, hospitalization rate goes down. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, you know, they want their they want their freedoms, man. They want to go to the park if they want to go to the park. They don't want to wear a mask if they don't want to wear a mask. So the way she goes down in the states. Yeah, I've been rocking my mask lately. Uh... You kind of need to wear it at grocery stores and that here. I like to wear it with the sunglasses. I look like the terrorist in Counter-Strike with the uh, <laughs> babushka on because my mask is black. 
Um, but yeah, man, just, I don't know, try to wear a mask if you can. That, that'd be my thing. Like, even if you don't think it works, like, it's, it's like, you know, the least you can do, like. And you don't have to wear it all the time either. Like, I just wear it. Uh, I have one and stuff. Where, to the, like, where it's going to be mandatory here to wear it to the grocery store. Like, fine. If that's what everyone wants to do, I'll, I'll fucking do it. It just kind of sucks. Like, uh, I was talking to my brother. He's a butcher. And he's like, am I, like, am I going to have to wear this all day long? Like, sweating and, like, this mm. fucking mask? I'm like, oh, that is a lot worse than what I have, you know? But uh, I think it really depends. Like, I think it's like when social distancing is not... Like, if you're in a grocery store, put one on. If you're in the pharmacy, put one on. If you're, like, at your desk at work, you can take it off kind of thing. That's what I'm... That's the general idea of what I'm getting, but I don't know. Mm. Yeah, a few other quick news points. Uh, There's some rumors that Twitter might be finally beginning a subscription service. Um, this is just based off some job listings to join the new Griffin team and some of the uh, descriptions in the job. So it's not been confirmed or anything. Um, kind of hazy on what it could actually look like. Like it's like like a $50 a year and you get like premium fast content, kind of almost like Bloomberg, like real-time analytics and stuff. But I know like people have been pushing Twitter to do this for a while. I just hope it doesn't affect my free Twitter. I don't really want to pay for it to get business news. I hate oh, paying for business man. articles. I know. But so yeah, we'll announce more when, when they uh, have more there. Sometimes I'm like going to read an article and it's like, uh, and it's like, oh, to continue, like you've read your three free articles this month. Like to continue, it's only $1 a year. And I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Even like making an account to sign up so they can email spam you. That's uh, kind of uh, off-putting. Yeah, you can just unsubscribe too. Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, fuck that noise. And then uh, there's been some controversy with TikTok. They've uh, exited the Hong Kong market. Hong Kong is fucked right now, by the way. Um, China has passed like a, a new law in Hong Kong, a national security law. It's prohibiting secession, subversion, uh, terrorist activities, foreign interference. It's pretty much Hong Kong is like a special. Uh, it, it was like part of China, but they had their own government and stuff. It's like a special status hub. Um, and now China's kind of. Uh, reeling back that 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 uh, I can't talk here. They're effectively trying to uh, add more control over Hong Kong, whereas yeah. before they were hinting in the other direction. So uh, Hong Kong, which is like a major trading hub, major financial hub, uh, especially with like Western countries and that, the United States, that's kind of not looking great right now. So uh, TikTok's pulled out, obviously a Chinese company, and yeah. Uh, I think Facebook and Twitter kind of evaluating what to do there. And yeah, TikTok's been under fire, like from Washington, um, they're kind of accusing it of uh, censoring content on its platform that might be sensitive to Beijing, concerned that data could be accessed by the Chinese government, which which TikTok management has, has completely rebuffed. Um, and you know, they're, I got to give them credit because they're trying, right? They hired an, an American CEO, uh, the guy from Disney, Kevin. And, uh, you know, so, so you got to give them credit for that. But, um, yeah, I know like Amazon told their employees to delete it off their company phones and then, uh, rescinded that a bit later. And Wells Fargo has banned it from their employees from using it all over kind of data concerns and privacy concerns. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to believe sometimes. <laughs> so I, I'm going to have no comment on that one. 
Because it is like a com- it's a company that's going to compete with Amer- American companies, right? So you don't know. Yeah, it's a tricky situation. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's uh, that's most of the news. There's a little more M and A news. Uh, some semiconductor merger, ac- or sorry, acquisition uh, with analog devices uh, acquiring Maxim. Uh, there was a few more IPOs that went through the roof that are pretty crazy valuations. Um, that's not surprising given the market conditions, but yeah, it's, it's most of the business news, you know, shit's opening back up. we got earnings coming and yeah. That's that. That's that. So, yeah. So we'll, uh, I guess we'll jump, we'll move into, uh, our, the second time we'll do our new segment of the week where... Last week, we kind of talked about the art of sales part one. Um, was very much, we're going to stick with it this week of the structure of a good pitch. Um, so last week, we talked about just like how to intro, how to prepare, um, how to get right into it and uh, make yourself sound good right from the start. So today, we'll kind of talk about more of the body of the pitch, like what you're actually talking about, and then how to close, my friends. Um so I guess the, the body of your pitch, I think a really good, if, you, if anyone wants to look more into this, is a great book on this is uh, The Way of the Wolf, um, which is, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, he talks about the, the straight line theory, which is a path uh, from A to B. And your customer is always going to try and get you like a good, like someone who knows sales, if you're going into a debate or, or just someone that you're trying to talk to that's maybe less interested in what you're saying, or even if they are interested, they're going to they're try and stray you off your straight path. Um, so you want to try and stay on this line of your pitch from A to B as much as possible. Um, so if I'm trying to pitch Spencer, this new, beautiful, brand new microphone that's hot on the market for his uh, solid podcast and we start talking about football I mean it's great to get into a bit of rapport with someone but you want to get back down to the topic of conversation as quick as possible uh, because your customer does have attention span and does have time and before you know it before you even got your point across they might say anyways man it was great to talk to you uh, but I gotta run and you didn't get your message across so make sure you're trying to stay on that path as quick as much as possible um, little, little quick tips on how to do that. So you're going to have to, we talked a little bit about like plowing through bulldozing last time. Um, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta stay committed. Um, a great a great like sentence I like to use is as I was saying. So if you're pitching someone and someone says like, Oh, well, how much does it cost? How much does it cost? Like, you know, you don't want to start talking about price when they don't know what the true value of your service is. So you just say like, oh, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I'm just about to get to that anyways, as I was saying, and you keep the power in your court and you continue back on your pitch and they won't interrupt you anymore. Um, You know, you want to maintain power as as much as possible. And whenever I say that, a lot of people... um, will always ask me, especially a lot of, a lot of students coming out of the university will say like, but aren't we supposed to ask them questions and get them engaged in the conversation? Uh, which is great. Like you, you should, but like not before they know what you're talking about, you know? Um, you don't want to remember, we, we talked last time about not being a cheeser and, and, and not opening up a, 
a call with, with some ridiculous question. Have you ever, like it's not an infomercial, have you ever had this happen to you? Or, you know, make sure that they know why you're calling and why it's relevant and what's important. And also with so many phone scams nowadays, you don't want to just start calling and asking them shit. Uh, make sure they, they know specifically what you're talking about. Um, you know, it also depends on what you're pitching too. Uh, if, if it's like TD Bank calling me, or if it's like a kind of, if I work in business and Salesforce calls me or Apple calls me, yeah, I kind of know what you do, you know. But if it's something new, uh, make sure that make sure that they know what the fuck you're talking about before you start asking them too many personal questions about their business. Um, so that's just that's just kind of general rules for as you as you write and go through the the body of your pitch. Um, tonality super important as well. Um, you know, in, in, in sales, the general rule is it's, it's, um, especially over the phone as we, as many of us are doing things now, it's 20% what you say and 80% how you say it. Um, when you're in person that uh, it's, it's 10% what you're saying, 20% how you say it, and then 70% your body language. So just make sure you sound confident. If you fuck up, just keep going. It's totally fine. Um, don't be like, oh, wow, oops, I messed up, you know, because that just looks kind of dumb. Um, speak quickly, slowly, mix it up. You know, you don't want to do too much of one or the other. Take some, some strategic pauses, volume up and down, and kind of really focus in on the important parts. And one thing I, I cannot stress enough, uh, and, and it's, it's honestly the thing I spend the most on when I'm training someone in sales is how to just speak like a human being. You know, uh, it, it's crazy. I, I find like I'm talking to these, to, you know, young, young salespeople and they sound totally normal while they're talking to me. And then I say like, okay, cool. Pitch me, like, let's do a role play, like pitch me the product. And then they turn into like, they, they use this like different voice. And I'm like, why are you talking to me differently? Like, I'm not that much different than your, who your customer would be. And they're like, they start using like, sir, uh, ma'am, or do you think we would, like, is it, do you think it might be possible if like, talk to them like they're a human being because that's what they are, you know, don't talk to them like it's your professor or the, you know, the, the, the president of your school. Um, I was, uh, you know, I'm not, I have my, my, uh, my rips on university sometimes. So one thing I, I can stress is it's, it's kind of a little bit like a sales suicide a lot of the time because it, it kind of teaches you to be a bit subservient and always say yes and, and, and follow rules and, and you know, your, your teacher's your boss. And you, but like you have to learn how to talk to people, especially in sales, like they're your equal because, you know, you're going in to help them. You're not going in to sell them some shitty product. It's actually a good product. Um, so it's not like... It's not like a privilege for you to be talking to them. You should be talking to them. You, you want to help their business, right? So talk to them normally. Um, and I, when it comes to tone, I think one person that I like to reference all the time is, is uh, I know, controversial, whatever. Um, but Louis C.K., I think, is the absolute best at sounding completely authentic when he tells a joke. Uh, I remember seeing him live once and it's, it's crazy how he puts in his ums and his ahs and it always looks like when he's telling a story, it always looks like it's the first time he's told it. 
And I realized this when I was watching. So I saw him in Montreal. And then he recorded the, the same show in New York on a Netflix special. So I watched the Netflix special. And it was the same shit. It looked like he was making everything up on the spot. And then you realize that, like, it's like, no, he's practiced this like a hundred thousand times. He's done this performance in front of many people and he's his ums and his ahs. And when he rolls his eyes and looks like he's thinking, it's just a way to make it seem authentic that he hasn't rehearsed it because no one wants to hear something that's already been rehearsed. Um, so if you can, if you can toss that into your pitch that the ums and the ahs, it's, it's great. It makes it seem like you're thinking. You don't want to, again, don't want to be talking to a robot. So anything you'd like to, so that's kind of like the summary of the body of the pitch. I don't know if there's anything you'd like to interject uh, or comment on there, Spence. No, but I think that was great. Um, not a big sales guy myself, so that's uh, good info for me too. Yeah, but, but I do uh, have to use tricks like that. Uh, you definitely, definitely yeah. you definitely convinced me to do some sh dumb <laughs> shit in our lives. So I, I see, I see it in you. You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I don't know. Like I. I think maybe, like, you got to, like you said with Louis C.K., um, like, I think that's the most important thing. Like, you got to know the, your shit and, like, the steps you need to take and, and how to navigate it so well that it's almost like you're not trying to do that and you're just being yourself, you know, second nature. Uh, I think Bill Burr is great at that, too, although he kind of yells more than Louis C.K., but, <laughs> like, I listen to his podcast. It literally looks like Same. he just... Yeah, he does not prepare whatsoever, right? He just like has a few topics and just rants. Yeah, um, and and uh, so yeah, I definitely agree agree with that. And yeah, that was some great info, man. Are, are we gonna have a part three to that, or is that about uh, well, wrap it up the first round? I could talk quickly about uh, about closing. It's a, it's it's fairly a simple topic. I was gonna do that. I could do that today, or we can save it for next time. And then I was gonna put a part three on just like different techniques and styles that, that you could do. I, I don't know. Should we, uh, should we go on for another five minutes or do you want to cap it there for today? I think we cap it there for today. Maybe we'll do uh, part three next time. Close up the yeah. sales one. I've been working on uh, some uh, stock stuff for after this, um, which will be pretty cool. Might come in an article form too. But uh, yeah, that's some, some great yeah, info there. Working on a little novel there. <laughs> and just like fixing shit around my house uh you know practice makes perfect so don't expect yeah. to be a all-star jordan belfort your first first freaking call absolutely oh yeah you gotta you gotta get out there and uh take the training wheels off you fall a few times but everyone everyone gets good at biking after a while you know yeah, by the way um there's like a big hack going on on Twitter. Like a bunch of huge accounts got hacked. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Barack oh, wow. Obama, Joe Biden, Apple. And they all, it's like a Bitcoin scam. It's like, uh, send me a thousand Bitcoins and I'll send you 2000 back. And they're like hacking money. People are so stupid to do that, right? Yeah, yeah, and like who knows? Like everyone's like tweeting at Jack. I think he's at like a silent retreat in like friggin' India. He's probably in like a bunker somewhere with a shaved head. It's gonna be great for Twitter Twitter shares. Yeah, I haven't even checked if they're down. Yeah, it's pretty. It, you got to get a good laugh of it. That's not bad. Yeah, I like a good hack every once in a while. Good Bitcoin scam, yeah. It's like Jeff Bezos tweeting out that he'll give you free bitcoins. That's like number one 
<laughs> confirmation that it's a, a hack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Should we? Uh, should we fucking get out of here? Yeah, I got nothing left. Uh, yeah, Steagle's pretty much done. Got that. Good catching up. We got a bachelor party coming up, which should be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. Uh, I mean, we'll get a pic together. I literally have never had a picture. Like, I can't put a picture of us on Instagram because I literally don't have any from the last like ten years. It's ridiculous. But yeah. I doubt we'll, I doubt we'll get yeah, one. Not a big picture party. guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hopefully, uh, on the first day when we're nice and sober. Yeah, yeah, for about 36 seconds. But, yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll see you. I'll definitely talk to you at least in two weeks and definitely a bunch of time before then. But until we talk to all of you again, hope uh, hope you guys have a wonderful couple weeks until then. And uh, enjoy summer. It's uh, man, tearing through it pretty quickly. And I guess we'll check you later. Peace out.